You're listening to the best of the Tom Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> this is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800 770 7008 or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Arge Barker and Tony Kameen back in studio. As chill as ever. Next on The Best Of... This isn't the Beatles. No. Liar. <laughs> lies, all lies. Oh, I was just telling Arj and Tony. Uh, Arj and Tony, by the way, are at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Um, so when Star Wars came out, as the listeners know, that I got hired over and over by all these different car companies across the United States to say, Car Wars. I just threw the whole thing as Darth Vader, right? Well, I did voiceover for about 30 years. And we lived at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in New York. Could so you give us more lines like, there is a, I sense a clearance in the lot. Oh, I, know, just, <laughs> I sense a clearance. I like that. <laughs> I sense a clearance in the lot. Everything, <laughs> everything must go. Everything must go. Um, <laughs> so here's why I got out of, I didn't really get out of voiceover. voiceover. It just kind of happened. Because for the first 28 years I did it, movie stars wouldn't do commercials they thought it was beneath them to do commercials and then they found out if you did a mcdonald's commercial that aired on the network you were going to make about seven hundred thousand dollars all of a sudden it was okay it wasn't beneath them any longer right so i I remember one of my last national gigs that i did because i was doing everything right and one of my last gigs uh my agent calls me and says okay i get it's got the word it's down to three people it's you paul newman and Gene Hackman. 
Great. That's great. That's great. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. It's not beneath them anymore. I'm screwed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable how, how it just went from they would not do it to they do everything. It's unbelievable. They do it all. It's all big time Hollywood people. Yeah. Yeah, it still is like that. Know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even if it's not I'll, obviously I'll, like Ford, Ford, Will Arnett's <clears throat> done Ford trucks for before he was even famous. Yeah, you know, like, right. still does it. Yeah, Will this, Arnett. There are a few voice actors who are like exclusive voice actors, like Jennifer Hale and Jim Cummings, that kind of thing, that are kind of <clears throat> grandfathered in. But you really don't see many exclusive voice actors anymore. No, they're not exclusive anymore. But John yeah. Hamm does a bunch. You can, you know, you yeah, it's, it's all celebrities, yeah. Mercedes Benz, which is all, yeah. crappy. Yeah, it is. Well, but that here's the problem that you have is you do a bunch of commercials. You take a break. You go to lunch. So you want to go to lunch with me or Paul Newman? I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, okay, Tony. <laughs> that, that really Paul's never had me on his show. Yeah, so. That's true. <laughs> Paul brings his own lunch. Oh, uh, spaghetti again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> some salad dressing, oh, some salad cookies. Dressing. You know what he his his personal diet mostly consisted of? No. Popcorn and beer. He loved popcorn. He used to get like gigantic bags of popcorn. That's good. And he would drink beer and eat popcorn. That's what he did. Well, popcorn's uh, fiber calorie and lots yeah. of fiber. And yeah. lots of fiber. So you were regular. That was good. That was a good thing. Both ways, beer and popcorn keep you. Yeah, <laughs> keep you. That's true. There's no doubt about How it. How old was he when he died? 77, I think. Oh, so he didn't live that long. He was 83. He was 83? Yes. I only talked to him once on the phone. I never met him, but every person tells me that, that knew him. He was a great guy. Really. Lung cancer. And by the way, Cassie, did you smoking? know that Paul Newman was Jewish? Was he? Yeah. I didn't Nobody know that. Nobody knows that. Oh. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. Jewish. I love, oh, his I love the father was Jewish. Shot. Oh, God, that slap oh. shot's a phenomenal movie. His father was Jewish. His mother was a Christian scientist. What? Yeah. <laughs> How do they have a conversation? <laughs> that's a good wow. question. That's a, yeah, maybe one of them wasn't devout in there. Where's mom? Ah, uh, fat. She's down at the doctor. She's not at the doctor. That's right. She's not at the doctor. She's not spent a lot of money on, yeah, that's true. on medicine. His mother was like a practicing Christian scientist. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's super that's a- weird. A, Christ- a practicing Christian scientist and a Jew. Okay. How do you even... Yeah. Love conquers all things. That's true, Love I suppose. Conquers. Oh, there well, you are should messianic know, Jews. There are messianic Jews, that's true. So, there who are. knows, he could have been yeah, one of those. There used to be right over on uh, Highway 100 at about just just below Cedar, there was a there was a Jews for Jesus church. Yep. Yeah. I remember That's just greedy. <laughs> that really, you want it all. <laughs> you want to take, you want it's it like all. Vegans for meat, you know, it's like, <laughs> come on, you got to. <laughs> oh, matter of fact, we're, we have a woman on in a third hour named Kristen Lawless. And she's talking about all of you vegans and all the rest of you. You're fooling yourselves. It's not a healthy diet. Veganism is not healthy. It's not Vegetarianism healthy at all. can be, but vegan, no. This is a waste Too of time. Much. Why do you think you have pointy teeth in your mouth? To tear meat apart. That's why. But it is, it is good for the planet, I'm told. Like, because uh, the animals eat so much resources, blah, 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 blah. blah. You guys ever watch Silicon Valley? That's why I just yeah. eat squirrels that I find. Yes, <laughs> eat those. Uh, I loved it when uh, you and Ted Nugent. Dinesh, Dinesh got an electric car, <coughs> and Guilfoyle comes up and goes, "Oh, you got an electric car, huh? That's, you're gonna save the planet, are you? It's an electric car. You know what that means?" He goes, "What?" He goes, 
most electric power plants in the world are run off oil generated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oil or coal? Oil yeah, or coal. coal. So yeah. you're just polluting the hell out of the world <laughs> while you're driving on an electric car. You just do it up front. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's easier to contain, you know, if you have a well-built plant. It's still a cleaner form of energy. It's more centralization is more efficient. Yeah, you can you can contain the emissions, not mm-hmm. to bring it down and not make things not funny anymore. But <laughs> way to go! Unboom, unboom. It is true though that if you really want, because I mean that'll reduce your emissions like a bit. But, but if you have like solar panels on your house, that's the real way to do it. Yeah, ultimately, you kill more. <clears throat> it's not that environmental to drive an electric car because you. You kill a lot of animals that just didn't hear you coming. Well, you got that right because <laughs> it didn't make any sense. I owned the first electric car in Minnesota. It was a Tesla Roadster, and I bought it. I bought it before they, they started shipping them, as a matter of fact. And the only reason I ever sold it is because that very first model did a thing called bricking, whereas if the battery went dead, you could not move the car. So if you're driving down the freeway and all of a sudden the battery goes dead. It has to stay right where it is until they put a new battery in it. You can't tow it. The wheels would lock. The wheels would lock Because electric motors have an extreme amount of torque. Yeah. Uh Uh, So, yeah, there's more torque than you could possibly, like, force through. So if they get locked in place, then they're locked. They fix that? Yeah, well, this was yeah, like 15 years ago. That was yeah, that was so. a long time ago. It was a great car. My it's funny, God, they, it was it's fast. funny they don't have years. They just have the newest version. I so know. Yeah, say. that's true. So you don't get yeah. like a, you don't get a 2018 Tesla. You yeah. get a Tesla X or whatever. 6.14, and then your neighbor gets a 6.15. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a great car. I mean, you're right. They, was that the S type Roadster? Yeah, it was the, the very sports? first one. They yeah, the sports type. Yeah. It was an incredibly fast car. That was the only car Consumer Reports ever gave 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That No, that wasn't an S-Type. It wasn't an S-Type? That was the one before the S-Type. Oh, the one just before. Yeah, because it was one of the first ones in America. <laughs> yeah, the, I think it might have been the first car they produced for consumers. It was. It was the first mass-produced electric car, and I was one of the first 100 people in the United States, or the world, I guess, to buy one. Uh, let's see. Was, yeah, tes- it, yeah, clean just, liver arge. It was That's just called why. Tesla Roadster. It was great. Do they look like the S one? I guess I can look it up. No Uh, noise at all, though. You're right. Well, they do make actually noise because there's still the noise of a a a machine, you know, going on. Yeah, barely hear it though. Seriously, they are. If they're going slow, they're extremely quiet. But when I hear Tesla's go by, you still hear. You still hear. There's wind and a a whirring. A whirring. Well, didn't they put that sound in there? The weight of a. Well, you can have a speaker installed that emulates the sound of a car yes, if you want to. If you want. And yeah. they should have a box that emulates the pollution of a car. So yeah. then it really makes you feel like you're driving a real just, car. They just have, just a, steam. Yeah, they just have a fog machine. Have a fog machine and a the, speaker. Well, the newer ones send out aromatherapy, so it actually makes the fire <laughs> uh, nicer. I, you know, to feel better. Everybody yeah. feels Everyone better feels around calmer. you. That's a nice looking car, the Roadster. Yeah, isn't that a beautiful yeah. car? It was. Yeah. I had a blue. The only I had a what happened? Blue oh, you one. got rid of it because it bricked. Because mm. it bricked. Yeah. Well, the only but problem with that. it is when you were sitting in it. Um, you were sitting about. I think it was five microns above the road. Yeah. So if you were tall, <laughs> it's true. It was difficult to get in. What about speed bumps and uh, curbs and stuff? Yeah, was it? it was pretty low to the ground. That. that it was really just getting into out of it, especially. Oh, because you would literally, your your feet were tough. on the same level as your the rest of you, so you had to like you know it was effort to get I out. Did, I did love it though; it was a great car, it was a, a wonderful car. Think you'll go back to electric car? You know, I, I might. I, what I'm in a I'm in a phase right now where I drive one of my cars is three years old, and the other one's five years old. Because I just got to the point where 
Hey, look, I want to lease this car. Okay, that'll be fifteen hundred a month. I'm like, what? I'm gonna give you fifty. I'm so I'm gonna pay you eighteen thousand a year for three years to use your car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Not gonna do it. But I also drive. No, I'm not gonna tell you what I drive. <laughs> you know, we'll go see toilet paper it after and write some put cans. Yeah, that's it. exactly right. You'd be like, oh, this is Tom's car. Speaking of those Teslas, you know what's pretty cool is I want one of those flamethrowers that Elon Musk. Have you seen those boring company flamethrowers that he put that he put out? No. Nothing more boring than a flamethrower, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, really boring. He sells these flamethrowers. They sold out immediately. What are they for? It was the it for was the throwing the, flame. Yeah, it was for the company that's doing all the boring underground. You know the yeah. The oh things. yeah, yeah. I did see those. As well, a side you, thing, it came out with these flamethrowers. Well, what was, do you use them for? Thro- the throwing flame. I think it was the right answer. <laughs> no, people just buy them because they're cool. Yeah. They're, and they, they like sold out of those. It was just a side thing with from the but company. But is it a weapon? If if you don't like fire, they're not <laughs> legal to use as a weapon anywhere, even in war anymore. So it's really just for like you know, oh, if you have a lot of land and you want to burn a bunch of crap, oh, World clear, clear out your field or something. Yeah, in a fun way. <laughs> or yeah, if yeah. you just want to set up a target and Let's throw a flame at it. You know, you got an ex-wife. You're not crazy about uh, flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Hey, remember her? You just take your picture, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that's what you yeah. want to do, take your picture. You know, you remember those, to- there were all these towing shows on television. It was, it was like Lizard uh, Lick. Lizard Lick Towing, and it was uh, J-Lo had one. I can't remember the name. It doesn't matter. So all these, they would literally film people towing cars, and they were huge for about two years. But then they just like repossession, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Repossession, that kind of thing. Exactly. It was mostly no, they just they just tow random people's cars, see what happens. <laughs> but they really lost me about five weeks in because I, I just watch because I have to watch all that stuff to talk about it on the air. Right? I got to know what the hell I'm talking about. So I watched it, and once in a while they would come and tow a car while the people were still at home. Say, hey, listen, you you leave my car alone. They get into arguments all the time, and once in a while they. It was funny because they fought, but nobody ever threw a punch. It was all wrestling. I thought, no, that's not real, right? Oh, so they they would tussle? Yeah, they would tussle exactly. Would never punch one another. <coughs> I'm angry that you're taking my car, but I won't punch you. Staged, totally. Staged, oh yeah, yeah, totally staged. Now this is how bad it got. Yeah, speaking of staged. So they had to kick it into high gear. They go to this farmhouse to tow a guy's car. He comes out the front door and says. Don't you think you're going to tow, tow my car away because you ain't getting my car. He goes back in the house, comes out with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And he's like, yeah. Oh, God. Of course, he was nowhere near the people. Right, right, He was right. just kind of, this is a warning to all of you. I was like, come on, really? Do you think anything on TV is, is real now? Pretty, I, they get so bad with these realities. I saw they where they, really re- repred- they repossess airplanes. And it's, oh, it's, I saw it's that, so, yeah. so phony because they're it's always really like funny. having to take it out of the hangar and like the guy's coming and the, the, oh you know the car's God. chasing them as they're lifting. As they're like, lifting this, and you're like, this we, never happened. We just made <laughs> yeah, it yeah. off the ground. It's the most that. ridiculous premise it for a really show. Is. They can never just legally do it. It always has to be like, what? No, you know, it's yeah, I, so fake. I, I saw this one show. This one show is so obvious it was fake. Like the guy's just like, he's going around and he's like, he's supposed to be solving crimes and he's just like, he's talking to his car the whole time and the car's like the car talks back and it's just like it's so obviously not real who wants yeah. to tell him it's like oh, my, my mother the car it's called night rider and it's night just rider, so yeah. it's just so yeah, fake it's so fake it doesn't really talk you and the totally guy died tell. 
the guy who did the voice died, so they couldn't. They Kip. Had to cancel. Kip. Yeah. The Wonder yeah. Car. Is it Kit or Kip? Kit. Uh, We're not Kip. that far from Kit nowadays, <laughs> I guess, right? We're self-driving cars. Uh, How about yeah. that? A self-driving car that knew 10 seconds ahead of time there was a guy there and hit him anyway? He was pissed at him. <laughs> Tony, Tony almost got run off the road by us. What happened? What happens? You, you I was, this is a true story. I was in Mountain View where they test Google. My mom lives in Mountain View. That's that's where Google is. Mm-hmm. If you don't well, know what Google, Google? If you don't know what Google is, bang it. Uh, bang it. <laughs> it was kid. Bang it. Night and, uh, Industries 2000. Kid, yeah. There's all these Waymo self-driving cars they're <clears throat> testing out in her town, and one almost hit me. Came back close to me. <laughs> that story. And, 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 you know, they still have a human in the in the car, so I, I'm like, what the heck is the guy? And the guy... Turns to the car. He's like, "Yeah, what the heck?" To the car. He just the passed. Car. He just passed on fault. my swearing to the car. Yeah, this this woman got hit and killed. Yeah, and the car knew ten seconds ahead of time that she was there, but it hit yeah. her anyway. Like, ooh, it's kind of like a neighborhood. maybe it ran her file. Maybe. I mean, I hope not. But hey, I could make a couple of thousand was, if I kill this. Person. It was determined that Uber had disabled something that they weren't supposed to. Right. Oh, exactly. it's probably a Lyft driver. That's why it was like uh, sabotage. You mean yeah. workers' rights? Whoa! Workers Boom! Right. I'm back. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Arge time. That's what time it is. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Yoga poses to show you're so deep and healthy. Okay, Maharishi, go post another selfie. Another spiritual quote, because you're so... That was Arch Barker on The Best Of. Coming up next, we had Louie Anderson and Todd Glass in studio at the same time. Listen up. Next on The Best Of. Sometimes, but gosh, your profile's like a car crash where the horn won't shut off. Sadly, you can't enjoy the moment. Too busy fussing with your phone trying to capture it and own it because you have to... Oh, see, she's playing one of my favorites of all time. Well, it's the first official day of summer. June nope. 21st. You know? Yeah, it just it must have been an intro. Sylvester Stewart did one of the worst things in the history of radio. Summer solstice, yeah, so right. It is, yeah, it's the first day of summer. I love the smell. You know what I miss about Pennsylvania? The smell of wet pavement after it pours. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that mean anything to you? Absolutely. I grew up in the <sighs> city. Absolutely. <laughs> it smells so clean. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you probably get it here, too, after a rain. So Sylvester Stewart, Sly in the family stuff. Sylvester Stewart was on the radio in San Francisco. Yeah, that's where he started, and then he decided he wanted to get into music and made tons of money. So he's on the air, and he decides he's going to quit. So he locks the studio door, but, and you'd have to lock it because they don't have locks on them. You'd have to lock it uh, so no one can get in. And he went off on the radio station, the listeners, the sales department. He finally gets to the general manager. goes, and by the way, Mr. General Manager, I'm effing your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Nice guy. That's why when they fire you in radio, they don't really let you back on the air. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Do do not ever fire me and let me back on the air. That would be a really (laughs) bad idea. But you know, the great thing today is when that happens, then people start the podcast and people that want to hear what they thought about it are going to go over to that podcast that's true you're absolutely right about that but i I just i've been very very lucky in that uh the show's morning show's been on here for 33 years and people took to it immediately and it's been it's been great for 33 years i mean what a gift who was 
who was yeah. the lead 33 years ago before you... A guy named Mark Seeger. Mark Seeger. I yeah. grew up with radio, and I loved listening to I it in the too. car. I My too. dad, I didn't even know what they were talking about sometimes when I was little, but I still loved it. I loved <laughs> yeah. the personalities. And then I did know what they were talking about as I got older. Right. But even when I was little, there would be radio show hosts I liked. And my dad would, my mom would go, why do you like them? Like, I don't know, just because the, the way they hung up on callers. Get off the phone! And they were, you know, I always, <laughs> oh, I, I loved the dramatic. That could be him right there. Oh, there Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Louis. Happy birthday to you. Just a, just a loving way to bring somebody in. Yeah, Todd that. Glass. Yes, I, you know, I never take for granted. Oh, yeah, I, I would give man. you a hug. You know what? I am going to give you a hug. Yeah, I love hugs. Ah, you oh, stupid. see, he comes in. The <laughs> You don't get tired of compliments. You like compliments? It's fine. Can't get enough of you on that show. Thank you. If you saw me and my friends watching that show, you would probably light up. I would. Wow, look at you. Wow, you're all right. Oh, I love this. My wife just texted me. Louie is super lost. Yeah, she texted me too, and I just just walked in. Super lost. Sort of. See, Todd, this is the deal. I mean, Andy has known Louie since he was know, what, we about just, three years old. Yeah. We were just talking about that. And by the way, yeah. huge fan. Oh, he really likewise. I mean, congratulations. Oh, yes. Congratulations, by the way. That you're welcome. I Thank mean, you. you can't, you know, everything you're doing is brave. Hey, I have a question for you. It's funny. To see how close I am to telling this story. We were yeah. talking about it before you got here. So the, 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 the this is a story I've heard for years. The way you shot your first Showtime special, which is yes. when I first learned about you, was that because you went to local access in Minnesota? I went to the PBS station. And you said, you shoot it. You can have it for your, because it's a big fundraiser here. Mm -hmm. So you can put it on your fundraiser, and then I will own it with you. And whatever we sell it for, I'll split with you. And you sold it to Showtime? Yes. And that's, what year was that? 1901. No, 1980, probably what, 85? And that's when, that's how, and then. 87 maybe even? I'm really bad at Well, it's pretty close to the right story, because sometimes you find out years later, well, it wasn't actually like that, but that's what I've been telling people. And they raised 50 thousand for that on um, that special costs eighteen thousand to shoot it. Wow. And we sold it to Showtime for forty thousand. And oh, I, love I it. just sold a DVD of it, the last one. I just ordered a thousand new ones. Right. Because people request that special all the time. Do they so really? It was a great special. And you know what? I was saying before we came on the air or that you know I think you know there's great comedy now. Every year I had great comedy. But no during kidding, an right? era yeah it's it's great now. It was great then. But during a vanilla era I thought your comedy was like in a weird way ahead of its time. You were you were really wow. talking about like I remember watching it and going it resonated with me even though I couldn't explain it. Like he's talking about stuff he gives a shit about, and it was it was great. It was different. It was from your heart. I really that special really uh, resonated with me. And, and you know it's you always get paranoid when you compliment someone. You're gonna leave and go. Did I make it no. sound like I haven't liked anything since? No, no, <laughs> but you know it is a, it is the purest because I wasn't inhibited. I was just doing my yeah. thing. I just discovered my thing. My point of view really and that special I laid it out really yeah. carefully like I wanted to open uh, with a joke and I wanted to end on the same joke so I built everything around it and 
If I never did another thing, it holds up as probably does. the best special it I aged, ever did. It, it says it something. Good. If you want your comedy to age well, think about what you say. Are you you're not punching anybody that shouldn't be punched? Right. You know, yeah. you're not using a word casually, just in passing. Yeah, it really did. It aged really well. But anyway, yeah. Thank you. You know, I, it's a very beautiful compliment. You know, like who doesn't love good stand up? I mean, come on. Although I, I heard you like, this morning on the radio with those two guys. Oh, Arge Barker. Yeah, Arge Barker Arge and the other guy from and Tony Kameen. Yeah, yeah very funny. Yeah, you love them and you love I what love they them. do. Yeah. And what, that's Marlon Wayans was great too. I mean, yes. we started with Todd. Yeah. Went to Marlon Wayans. Went to Arge Barker. I wasn't Tony up Kameen. early enough to hear Todd. Well, thanks <laughs> for the support. They just put a rewind out. Like 25 years ago, we're sitting around talking just like this. I think you were at the house, and I'm talking about something or whatever. And Louie and my wife are really close. Friends. They're really good. Like I was telling them about. It's Catherine, right? Still got it. I, would, I just told him about your relationship with Hoots. That was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. But so well, Catherine, he, yeah. He's looking at me, and I'm talking, and Catherine's over there, and blah, blah, blah. And so I get done with my story, and he goes, my God, you're self-involved. <laughs> Thanks, Louis. Well, I mean, I'm the, I mean, I'm so, I get called on the carpet all the time by anybody who's close to me by, you know, saying those things to me, because I'm so self-involved. Do you think about anything else but yourself, Louis? <laughs> oh. <laughs> What other people think. You know, um, but I was just, you know what, it made me joyful that you were feeling that way about comedy. And oh, then, I just love and it. comedy makes people joy. That's why I still do stand up. You too, right? Yes. Because, first of all, you're completely controlling the whole audience. Oh, here Second, we go. No, See, there but, we go. No, but there's a beautiful. You there's, can't get it in doing any kind of production or anything. It's, it's so pure. It's, it's pure. all of it. That's what I say. What uh, It's yep. so, and it's narcissistic in a way, I guess, because you write, you direct, you edit. But uh, by the way, the thing that doesn't maybe make it narcissistic it doesn't mean you don't take people's opinions that's the difference you do you just take you listen to everybody and sometimes someone gives you an opinion usually people you respect you agree with and you yeah. change something yes. but it means if, it doesn't mean you don't listen to other people it means you listen to a lot of other people you respect and you implement the things that make sense to you so other people can have effect on what you do but it's not a, it's not demanded upon you so it's very much you it's like yeah believe me I love it and I also love you know like you know hanging out with other comedians yes. it doesn't get it's like it's pure and, joy and radio same thing because any great comedian I think started on radio because you had nobody coming to your shows oh yeah so yeah. I would go and I would find out whoever was the top radio person I go could I come on your show because I could I could I could be funny on the air and 12 it, dozen Krispy Kremes that's the first time I ever saw who Louie brought 12 dozen Krispy Kremes to oh. my show my mom said always bring something <laughs> yeah she's right she's okay, 144 donuts he brought <laughs> I thought that you said 12 Krispy Kremes because I have a thing where somebody asked me now I'm not saying this is healthy but I was in a, in a comedy club and in, in a, it, it doesn't Baton even matter Rouge, I it think doesn't it matter was, it was um, uh, why do I want to remember but it doesn't matter yeah, Colleen in, in Omaha at the, oh. at the improv and I was saying I don't like one Krispy Kreme I, I'd rather have none because mm -hmm. one doesn't do it at least three she <laughs> right. goes well how many could you eat before you were and I don't mean stuffed I didn't have any desire to sit and eat oh ten and I have a stomach no until no. I was just satisfied yeah uh, eleven eleven is we got the morning yeah. and I'm not kidding I was not eating it like no just when I ate one and you know if it had nothing to do with health and it all had to do with yeah. how many of these I would eat before I was go I think I had enough I had 11 so she told everyone at the club Todd had 11 Krispy Kremes and I to this day defend I'm not saying it's healthy but 11 Krispy Kremes is no bigger deal than a piece of cheesecake at a restaurant no. and, and you wouldn't eat a piece of cheesecake at a restaurant no. and go can you believe Todd had a piece of so back to Krispy Kreme I go Louie <laughs> I get 12 
I bring them back to the club and I mush them together because there's a lot of air in them. I mush them together on a plate. I try to make it look like I sprinkle some powder on it, put a dollop of whipped cream on it. So when I show it to the staff, I go, that's 11 Krispy Kremes on yeah. a plate. Which is, does that look crazy? It's like cotton candy. It's Krispy. like cotton, right? They, yeah, they're, they're very, very similar. They're very, yeah. So I'm not saying 11 would be good for you, but no worse than a decadent, thick piece of cheesecake. So 11 it is. I like that. 11 it is. I, I love Krispy Kremes. I don't oh. eat them anymore, but I, I, well, you know, because I've just eaten enough. <laughs> it's really true. Like one day, I just said, "You've eaten enough. You've eaten every single it. thing." Louis. That was everything. That's it. And yeah. I and I so I revisit some things, but then you know, I just don't. I don't compulsive. I'm really joyful. I no longer compulsively eat. That's wonderful. So it's a big. It's been a big. That's uh, a huge deal. Yeah, God removed it. I, I got to tell you something, honest to God. I don't know why you look great, by the way, Tom. Thank you. I lost seventy pounds. Yeah, twenty-two more. Jesus. But I don't know why this happened. But I got up early yesterday, and I didn't know you were coming back down. I knew you were coming back down, but not today. You got yeah. your 12 Krispy Kreme. <laughs> no, this is unbelievable. So I'm kind of doing laps around our basement. It's like 500 steps. So it's nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice work. I do, I do like 12 of them. So it's nice. Like, yeah, long. I've been in that basement. And I kept staring at that hillock. <laughs> Now here, this is one of the... We're in Vegas. And oh, Louis always came so to do our show. This is really. embarrassing. That's not embarrassing at all. Well, it's, it's a, not your it's shirt. Sweet as, it's sweet as hell. Go actually. ahead, do it. Thanks for your <laughs> support. <laughs> okay, right now. No, I didn't mean it in a mean way. I know. Yeah, you, yeah you've always been mean to me, Louis. <laughs> just horrible. So, <laughs> I know. Catherine and I are waiting downstairs because we're going to take a, a taxi to the airport or a limo to the airport or whatever it was. And Louis was going to go with us. So we're standing there and Catherine's talking to me and she's looking at the door and she goes you know the other day and she just stopped off. and I was like what's that all about so I turn around and there's Louie in this blue and red striped orange. shirt was it orange, orange yeah. Yeah. blue orange. and orange yeah. Oh, yeah blue and orange yeah blue and blue orange, and, orange. orange. The, and stripes are like this white right? yeah and is it an IZOD shirt or a IZOD or a yeah, Ralph yeah. Lauren so Catherine's just looking at him and looking at him he goes what she goes what do you mean what what is it is it the shirt you not like the shirt she goes well Louie I love you you know that but I don't like shirt. so he goes ah okay whatever about what two weeks later <laughs> yeah Two weeks later, we get that shirt, which has been turned into a, this pillow. I mean, he's got it totally overstuffed, it's, and we still have the pillow. Oh, oh, yeah. I made it into a pillow for her. You did. Because she really made me realize that wonderful. they don't, you know, when they make big people's clothes, yeah. they don't always, they take the little person, like that shirt would look okay on a smaller person. But when you put it on the bigger person, it yeah, really, I true. saw what she meant, and I was embarrassed. And uh, That's not what she meant. She loves you. No. You know Listen, well, Catherine has. No, but that look, everybody knows that look of like, I get oh, that look a lot. Yeah. I feel like that with shoes. Comics. Sometimes. Comics in general are not, they're probably not the right clothes. Maybe nowadays as you get no, older. I get, I get help because I can fall behind. I, get, we I can, ask friends. Well, ask because friends. we go, oh, that's colorful. Yeah, I yeah. ask friends. And you learn from what you see yourself on television, what oh, ages well. Like, keep, keep more in the middle somewhere. No, it doesn't age worse. Yeah. These are some Parachute pants, by the way. Oh, God. I, oh, oh, I, have, so oh, cool. I have some good things. <laughs> I have expunged most of uh, I thought I saw a comedian wear him. I go, he looks so cool. So I bought all these parachute pants. I was like, what am I doing? You know, these are some of my favorite shows to do. I, I just, I love listening to you guys talk to one another. I just, it's fantastic. Well, we are quite nice. Well, the respect, the respect. No, part but we do. Huge. Listen, we listen. First of all, this. Oh, we got to take a break. Home. Well, when we come way. back, I want to ask about this. You got to go. Damn it, he's got to go. I know. I love you. Uh, I'm glad you stayed long enough to put up with. Well, this. we stayed to say. We, I stayed yeah. to say hi to you. Yeah, you he did. Yeah, you did. Well, where are you tonight? I'm at the I'm at the Royal Comedy Theater. It's oh a yeah, little black box theater. 
Where is that? Oh my yeah. god, it's fun. It's and we just totally well, you, you know, listen. Even though I have a show tonight, there, forget yeah, me. Here. Go and see Todd. He's <laughs> one of the best. Where are you comics. at? Of all I'm at. Uh, I'm at Turtles. There, there you go. You see where the career is going. I'm at Turtles. It's an actual turtle that I stand on. It's at a casino. Turtles is no. It's down by the casino. Yeah. It's a great room. It's a rock room. It's a rock room. But anyways, go see Todd. I guarantee you one thing. You'll never forget the show, and no, you'll want to you see him the next time he comes. You're absolutely right. It's the truth. True. You're one of the best comics there is. 8 o'clock tonight, it. and then was it 7 and 9.30? 7 and, well, it's sold out tonight, sold out 7 tomorrow, seven. but 9.30 Friday. Try to get in tonight, Saturday. though. It's a little room, by the way. It's <laughs> very little room. <laughs> Try to get in. <laughs> Sunday, I'm not that I say we had a late show Sunday. He doesn't want to add a late show Sunday. Only if you make the first show at 6, because you won't get... I told If you make the show at 6, Minnesotans will come at 9. Right. But if you yeah. make it any Sunday. later, there will be Maybe we should keep one. We'll do a 5 o'clock then. One. That's what he I said. I thought about a 5 o'clock. 5 no o'clock alcohol. would work. I about no, why you I can't would. have alcohol? I can't have anyone under 21 if we have alcohol. But if we didn't have alcohol, then we could have... I forget it. We'll do come. one show. I'm exhausted on it. You know what? Next time. Next time you'll Next do time. two and we'll no one will... Yeah. Congratulations. It'll be fun. Love that place. It's a black box, right? Yeah. I love it. You're thinner in a black box. It's unbelievable. Todd Glass. Todd Glass. Right. Great to see Folks, Thank you. Always, listen, always enjoyable. Todd Glass is a great comedian, and I never it's say true. that. It's true. Thank you. We'll well, I've said it a few Todd times, but God leave. damn it, Mike I'm right. Yeah. Go, get out. Get okay. out. I think the two Jews in the room don't like Scandinavians. You no, love. they, they love Jews. <laughs> I never said that. Todd's full of love, first I'm of all. He's full of love. He absolutely is. This guy I don't know, but he seems nice. He's very nice. He's a very smart guy. Oh, my God, I wish I had said that. Well, it's nice we'll to yeah. see you again. <laughs> see you Where'd again. we meet? Don't bring that uh, up. I was, I was Thank you very much. Oh, you were? Yeah. You're a comic? A long time ago. Oh, congratulations. Everyone yeah. should try it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should try it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. was Louis Anderson and Todd Glass. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 364 with John Doerr. Next on The Best Of... See, you can take the uh, kid out of North Minneapolis, but you can't take North Minneapolis out of the kid because you still say jewelry store. Jewelry. I do say jewelry. <laughs> it's a jewelry store. I have to and all of American jewelry is going, they have a store for that? <laughs> so they've got a store? It's unbelievable. Um, what JB was saying, I, I have to think about certain mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Like, um, like time. T- time. I have to say time. But it's it's so... No, it says time. <laughs> it's, it's so... What time is it? It's so weird because then I go home, and you guys will love this phrase. Me and my son goes, go home, and, <clears throat> and even my siblings will say this to him or me. You sound so white. You sound so white. 
And I just look at it and it's like, what the hell does that mean? You're the great, great white north, baby. Great. It's going to happen. Catherine said great. I did. Great. I'm from uh, I'm there? from Hillbilly, Indiana, which is sometimes called the northernmost southern state in the country. <laughs> and I grew up a terrible hillbilly. Uh, the, my language was terrible. And, I, and I'm going on a fishing trip in July with uh, five members of my high school basketball team, all of whom never left there. Uh. The last time I did that, it took me two weeks to stop talking that way. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's such an odd dialect. For instance, if you were to say, I would say today, if somebody said, uh, what's the square root of uh, 137? I'd say, I don't know. I don't know. But it took me years to learn how to say, I don't know. Because where I come from, you say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't even make any goddamn sense. I don't know. And then you say, well, are you going next year? And I had to learn how to say, probably. 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 Because it was always probably. 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 I'll, I'll uh, go up there, probably. I'll probably be the. I grew up with a Hick dialect myself, actually. Yeah, you did. Courtesy of Dayton, Minnesota. Yeah, yep. we tried to tell you how to talk. I, it just I said brung until I was like 12. Well, I seen you do it. Brung, yeah. brung and Ugh. brought it. How about yeah, uh, the difference between, and this is uh, typical Minnesotan, you hear this nowhere else in the country. The difference between borrow and loan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To say, will you borrow me a dollar? Yeah. That's yeah. a German thing. I didn't yeah. learn about that until I was Well, it's working. a German thing. It's the same word Some, in German. Yeah. Somebody yeah. from somewhere else said, borrow me a dollar. What? Yeah. what? I yeah. never said that. Thank you God. Didn't? Was it someone from Pittsburgh who says, Yuns? <laughs> Yuns coming over? No, Yuns? What the hell is Yuns? Yuns coming overnight? Ewans. No, no, yeah. They say Ewans also. Ewans is more like more south, right? The only Minnesota one that I really Ewans. dislike is when you say, um, thank you. And they go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't say you're welcome or <clears throat> uh-huh, my no problem. They go, uh-huh. It's like, what's that? I hate that. When I was in college anyway. in Ohio. I'm like, sorry I said thank you, jerk. They say, <laughs> uh, please... When uh, they mean um, to that they didn't understand you, so you say something and they say please, and then you oh. go, "What? Yeah, I'm not offering anything. What are you saying?" And and then I would turn into Joey Coco Diaz. <laughs> I will take that please and, and stab you in the fucking neck I'll with stab it. Stab you in the fucking neck with it. <laughs> I just got to tell you that it's I unbelievable. I told him here. yesterday. I told him yesterday I stabbed him in the fucking neck. <laughs> I love that when he talks like he, he's got kind of this deal going. I talked to the fucking guy. It's unfucking believable. Please, why did he have to say that's what you had to become a Jew and just stab him in the stab fucking neck? Stab him in the fucking neck. It's unbelievable. <laughs> stab him in the fucking neck. God. It's just I can make sense amazing. of that. I'm going, what? It's got nothing to do with Jewish He's behavior. He's got his saying. I'm that's, a Jew, that's so I can say it. He's a Jubin. Be a fucking man. He is um, something else. Greg Coleman II tweets me once in a while. I've never met Greg Coleman II. I heard he's a good guy, though. Touch is an awful good man. I don't know His daddy. His dad? I don't know his dad very well. I don't, very I don't think his dad ever liked me. Ever since I said he looked like Gandhi with those new glasses. <laughs> <laughs> JB remembers that. 
Hey, Gandhi, how's it going? That wouldn't have hurt him because, you know, he's a deacon in the church. Yeah, he is a deacon, right? And, uh, and you know, and some on the sideline stuff right before the game starts are always is a sort of a sermon so, yeah. that he uh, does, and I enjoy that. Oh, I'm glad that Mike's having a great fucking time. All the door jokes are being done outside yeah, the room right now. What the hell are we doing? using him up. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He's just having a great fucking time out there talking in and all. You ought to bring him into the fucking studio because that's where all the fucking action is. You have to force the air up on the roof of your mouth when if you're going to try to do Joey Coco Dia. I'm a fucking Cuban, you know. Uh, it's a fucking Cuban. Got to get up in the morning and wash your pussy. <laughs> he's talking about himself. I still think that's wonderful. He's talking about a guy. Uh, what the hell, whatever. What is he doing? I don't know. I'm telling you. Maybe he changed his mind after he, hey! heard, after he heard how you're speaking. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, he has a, Andy, can you go back and open that door just so we can yell at Mike uh, and tell just, him to get what is he, door why, in What here. is he doing? <laughs> ah, la, 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 la. La, la, la. We have a guest coming on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Spending uh, some time in the Dom Herrera Ponderosa uh, room. Comedy. Named about me. by Dom Herrera. What? Why do I want to read about you? He just hands me this book. <laughs> Don't you read about me? Oh, is that about you? Yeah. Did you write this? No. Who wrote it? It all works out in the end. I answered some questions from the site. We heard you, uh, Mike, laughing out there. Oh. Mike, you want a fucking ball? Yeah, we're going to do a show. You know, why, why don't we bring <laughs> actually the laughs first. inside the studio? <laughs> That'd be good. I was offering our guest a drink. That's oh, all. Oh, he's being one? a nice host. I I did get one, yeah. Thank you very much. I think think basically he's nationist. Just because he found out you're a Canadian, he offers you a drink. I think it's nationalist. (laughs) Nationalist. What I enjoyed was uh, he said, do you want a drink? And I said, yeah, water would be fine. Then we turned the corner and you have a full bar. (laughs) I said, said, this changes everything. (laughs) Can I change my order? So I did, but I didn't want it to does. open the, the Glen Levitt. It wasn't open yet, so Whatever I decided to leave you it. Want, you I want. know, but you know what? Part of me, maybe that's the Canadian in me. <laughs> there you go. Part of me decided don't open the brand new Glen Levitt, so I was turned on to two seasons. Is that uh, what two, it was? Gingers. Two, two gingers. Two gingers. Two gingers. Oh, yeah. two gingers. Very two good. Two gingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good stuff. Actually, uh, you should probably know it's your first time on the show. You should know it's a very Canadian-friendly show. Is that right? Absolutely. You have a lot of Canadian listeners? Yeah, a lot of Canadian listeners. In fact, i got a lot of Canadian friends, and, and again, the rest of the United no, States considers... Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> A lot of a lot of people. The rest of the United States considers Minnesota to be part of Canada anyway. They do. <laughs> well, there are parts of Canada that I think uh, include Minnesota in oh, uh, in yeah. Canada in a good way. You know, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, for the longest time there were uh, Jets fans coming down to watch the Wild. You know, and now you've got Jets fans coming down to watch the Jets when they play the Wild, which is great. You know, oh, you know, for years WCCO was the number one watch station. In Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Number one watch station. They wouldn't watch the Winnipeg stations, but John. they'd watch the Minneapolis station. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember growing up in Ottawa, which is uh, Rochester, New York, would yeah. be the affiliate station sure. that we would always get. And I always thought that was the real news. And the Canadian news was kind of the practice news. You know? It was like... But the opposite is true because the right. training for Canadian broadcasters is so far in advance of the training for broadcasters in the United States. There's training? And that's... But but they put they put even their college graduates through this long uh, period of apprenticeship, right? 
and so I mean, we've had some in the, some of the best broadcasters in the world have come from the Peter CBC. Jennings. Peter Jennings, yeah. Peter Jennings. Peter, Peter Jennings on ABC. I can't think of himself. anyone else though. But, <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know what the the legend about that, but Peter Jennings didn't. Uh, I think didn't he finished the eighth grade. Yeah, in, in high school, yeah, yeah, um, by, exactly. by, he didn't. He didn't go to high school at all. Oh, we is that right? To, that yeah. I did not know. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that and one just time. Uh, just kept learning and learning and learning his craft and right. studying and reading. Well, I, I, I'm from Ottawa, and there's uh, Carleton University, which has this great journalism program, right. and a lot of those graduates go on to the local affiliate there, CTV News, uh, and then or CGOH News, and then they go on to you know the big broadcaster in Canada. And uh, yeah, I, I studied television broadcasting, so I mingled with some of the journalism students. And yeah, they have to know the uh, the press guide inside and out. Yep. The writing is is very specific, and you cannot make any mistakes, or or they they hurt you. They send you uh, places to be hurt. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever want to do anything with your uh, career after comedy? <laughs> do, you, do you want to get into television? Anything with my career? He's been in television. I'd love to do something with my career. Yeah, I've done a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of TV. Canada's a Canadian Idol, right? I did Canadian Idol for three years. Yeah, kind of a sidekick role thing, and then I uh, right out of school I did a. a a great show that I loved, which was a, uh, a community cable show, a uh, variety magazine style show. It was like Regis and Kelly without the, uh, without the audience, you know, and no without audience. the budget. And without the, without the money, so it was like a forty dollar per day. And without per Regis and Kelly, hello Regis and Kelly. So you had this, you know, this idiot who just came out of college and this co-host, and we loathed one another, and we did it for three years, and that was part of the beauty of it was the fact that we could not stand each other, and uh, it was great. So, yeah, so I, I still have a love of doing some sort of live uh, television one day. Yeah, that's that's definitely the dream. But you guys, would t- look at tell me about your lives now. How did, how did the two of you meet? Because he just wants to drink his drink. I just, but now is it okay if you hear if you hear the ice cubes? Kind of, you can do whatever no, you want. Okay, yeah. so I, you do whatever if, you want if, you hear, if you hear this, it's just me having a sip. So. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if Canadians use this kind of language, but because this is a podcast, you can say fuck. We don't all say you podcast. Want to. You can say fuck. Oh, that, all oh you yeah, want yeah. To. Oh, yeah. We say fuck. Yeah, okay. yeah. You say fuck all the time. <laughs> Yippee. No, you know, to tell you the truth, I often think about over the years, because I've been, I've been, uh, you didn't come in and do the case. Did you just get into town? I just got in today. Yeah, because it usually the Acme uh, comedy company will, will, will have their. I do a morning show in town as well. Right. And usually the Acme person will come in. So I figured you must have Friday morning late. early. Yeah. Well, what happened was uh, I was supposed to come in Tuesday, but I got cast in a television show. Uh, I live oh, okay. in California now, and so I had to do the, the TV show. And Lewis, uh, who runs the club, was nice enough to let me come Lewis in. for. Fr- I love guy. this club because it's yeah. just such a great club. So I was, I, I was glad I was able to come for Friday and Saturday night. Did but you get you cast missed- anything fun? Um, yeah, it is fun. You know, it's not the dream, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a show called Heart of Dixie. I don't know if you've ever yeah, I've seen, seen it. I've seen the promos yeah. for you. You know, um, it's whatever. <laughs> my wife is a huge fan. Of that is she show. really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, like, it, it's, oh my God. you know, it's very tender. It's very yeah. sweet. Uh, but uh, it's thoughtful, you know. They yeah. put some thought into it. So it's all right. Yeah. Good. We had a hell of it. It's too bad you weren't there this morning because it was a phenomenal show. What do you mean this morning? Oh, this uh, you're, you're the other show that you do. The other show that I do. Well, yeah. then if it was phenomenal, it's good I wasn't there. No, no, it, <laughs> it was already just, great. It would been that much better, even. Um, well, let's go back in time. Can we do well, it? We can do that. No, I, what I was going to say, you know, we started talking about this and the other thing. Whenever I talk to somebody, either you know, from New York or L.A. or Chicago or you know, Canada, or whatever, in 1976. I turned down a job at Chum Radio in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And I often wonder Chum. how my life would have been. A Chum. Yeah, no, but you know what Chum is, right? Chum? Uh, yeah. Well, like Little Chum? Like a 
No, what is chum? Well, they feed like sharks. Ground up, ground up. Oh, fish guts. Yeah, that, uh, they throw. Oh, that's okay. a terrible they name. They meant pal. Yeah, uh, like my, well, I, don't, I always think of the fishing. They are call letters or C-H-U-M, and yeah. I guess chum was yeah, kind of friendly. Okay. Or maybe yeah. it was because of it, it was, was ground-up fish guts. <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't go there, because I've, I've never been friendly. Right. But, you know, you think about that if I had taken that job or if I had taken, you know. And where did you grow up? Here. You grew up here in Minneapolis? Yeah. Okay, and so you got offered the job in Toronto. Chum. Yeah. 79. So you said? 76. 76. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Toronto's just starting to boom a bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Chum became a huge uh, property. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It was a huge. Um, I've been on the same morning show here for twenty nine years now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is, it's getting old. Yeah. But 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 <laughs> not it, today. But not now today. it was great today. But but do you enjoy the consistency, like the familiar? Well, I, my wife will tell you that she's not all that happy because I stayed living here because my mother lived here, but my mother died five years ago now. Right. And so I wonder when on days like this, why the fuck do I live here? Oh, I'll tell you. I was, why I, do I do it? I would look. I was up in Ottawa for the holidays. That's where I'm from, and mm-hmm. uh, visiting the family. And it got so cold, so I changed my flight. I left on Boxing Day. I was going to stay a few days later, but I left earlier. Yeah. And I landed in Palm Springs, and I'm like, why the fuck does anyone <laughs> live? I know. It's incredible that people That's settled. True. Faced that first winter and decided we're going to keep with it. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, That's I was just uh, saying that actually a couple of weeks ago when we were in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just like, back then, if you didn't have materials for a fire, you died in the winter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it's like, why? Like, unless it was some lumber baron who was capable of warming the entire state, like who would or even could live here? Mm-hmm. The 1800s. Well, think beyond the weather. I mean, just who could live in the 1800s? To oh, make it, that's I mean, very like, what, true. When the question is asked, time travel-wise, would you go back or would you go forward? You'd go Never forward. Never go back. Yeah. Never all go of, back. All of the yeah. people that came here, not all of the people, but many of the people who came here had, evo- in, in terms of evolution, uh, came from Norway, northern Germany, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, Scandinavian countries, Finland. Yeah. And uh, they got here and thought it was mild. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. True, but when you know that the that the, there are stories of how mild it can be, and it's not that far away. And when those stories come back, and you still say, uh, "No, I stay here," then there's a problem. <laughs> and I don't know if that was Norwegian that accent, but it was something. Russian. No, stay here. It was Russian. It was, it was Russian. Russian. You didn't Russian. 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 No, you could use that. Mielspestition. Yeah, it was Russian. But, uh, yeah, when you know and you hear stories that it's warmer, not too far away. And but it's see, warm, back then, yeah. nobody heard stories about Florida. Well, because they were all dying too early. By the time they tried, they died. That was the other problem. I don't know. How, and the food would be terrible. That's the oh, other thing. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine living in the 1800s because the food – am I wrong? The food would be atrocious. Horrible. Extremely what? salted meat and, like, berries you found. Yeah, salt just wow. to preserve it. Yeah. And yeah. berries Not to, for flavor, just so it doesn't rot overnight. And your parents saying, don't eat all the berries. You need them to dye your clothes a different color. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, God. How horrendous you know, it would be to live then. One of my favorite things, and again, every every time somebody new comes in, I meet somebody new, they will be from somewhere or say something. I was just reminded, um, a guy from Ottawa, mm-hmm. you probably know him, but you might not be old enough to remember him, a guy named Pierre Paget. You remember Pierre Paget? No, I don't know Pierre Ottawa Paget. Senators. He was the general manager at Ottawa, wasn't he? Yeah, but didn't he have some? He didn't he coach the North Stars? He's coached the North Stars. He was here. Oh, so when the okay. show that I was talking about, uh, it started twenty nine years ago, 
and within six months, it just blew up into this huge thing. It got huge. Right. So Pierre Paget came in, and he's the nicest man in the world. Just a great guy. He comes in one day, and he goes, Tom, I have to tell you, you are a huge star like Madonna. Compares <laughs> me to Madonna. I'm like, yeah, I got yeah. a lot in common with Madonna. Yeah. Hey, you see my tit cones here? <laughs> yeah. You just have the one name, Tom, like Madonna. Tom. Same yeah. thing, yeah. Tom had Donna. A, had to go over huge. Who cares about the summer solstice or the days getting shorter? You still got the best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Arj Barker, Tony Kameen, Louis Anderson, Todd Glass, and John Dore. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Ah!